it is my pleasure to bring you back another episode of Opinionated AF. I am your co-host, Pretty Little Danny. I am joined by Miss Morgan. Hey, y'all. Hey. And the last time we had this conversation, right? The Nationals were going into the World Series. This yes. time we had this conversation. The Nationals have actually won the World Series, right? Yes, honey, we are the 2019 World Series champions, the Washington Nationals. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so how does it feel? I'm not, I mean, I think I made that clear the last time. I've never grown up a baseball fan. Um, I did watch a couple of games from the couch. I didn't really go out and jump on the bandwagon. I didn't feel, um, one, it was a right because i just not that into it. Um Baseball is really kind of slow for me, but I love the fact that the city kind of got together um, and just rallied behind. Even if you weren't, you know, a born national fan or really just jumped on the bandwagon these past couple of weeks, um, it really had the city turned up. So I want to ask you, how does it feel? Because you've always repped the nationals. Um, you talked about the excitement in the last episode. So how does it feel? Because I envy you right now because this is what I would love to feel from the skin. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I would love to feel the same thing from the skins. And to be completely honest, I think having that from the skins would be that much more, if not 10 times, 20 times, 30 times more rewarding because, um, when you say growing up a nationals fan, like the, let's be clear, the nationals is the youngest team in um, MLB right now, um, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and because they moved from Montreal, they were the Montreal Expos, they moved in 2005. So before 2005, there was no team in the D.C. area. Uh, well, the Senators were here, but they had, you know, they had taken a quite the, uh, I believe, decade or more hiatus. So in my lifetime, I was not... Um, I was not, uh, um, there was not a baseball team in the DC area for me. So I gravitated towards the Baltimore Orioles. Um, Cal Ripken was, you know, the star back then and he did his thing for the Orioles. So, um, growing up, right. There was no DC, there was no team in DC, but 2005, I graduated from, high school. And I remember that year, my dad brought me a nationals Jersey and I was just like, what is this dad? Like, you know, it was just a way for me um, and my father to bond. We often bonded over sports. So he was like, Oh yeah, by the way, there's this new team coming, a new baseball team. DC's getting a new baseball team. This is the inaugural Jersey. I mean, they hadn't even had a roster yet. So he instilled that excitement in me early on. And so, yeah, to be a day one fan and witness them go to the World Series, especially in a year that I kind of counted them out a little bit. You know, I was a little bit irritated with the whole Bryce Harper move. I thought Bryce Harper was our guy. And to see him leave and opt out and go to the Phillies and, uh, it it, it, it it pissed me off, not to mention, you know, I had been working at Sirius XM and covering MLB for, I don't know, the last five years. So I spent a many of late nights, early mornings watching baseball games. And everyone knows that, you know, when you get into those extra innings, you know, those lame, those games can get kind of late. 
and they can get be, and they, and they can be boring as well. And then the West Coast games, you know, that's you're you're staying up late for those, you know, watching your team play those West Coast games. So to have this all kind of come full circle on a year where I'm no longer working at XM for group reason. And it's and it's it's like I'm able to watch this and be a spectator, not watch it and be like, OK, let me see what the the manager said. Let me see what the players said in the post. Let me see what they said in the pregame. Let me see what's going on with um, the stats and this and that. I didn't watch and analyze as a journalist, I was able to truly enjoy the experience as a fan. And I'm so excited. It's just got me so happy. <laughs> they made me so happy. I'm so happy. Now, uh, after all of that is said and done, you know, we can't even get past the parade good before uh, good old the good old boy, Ryan Zimmerman, who has been with the team from day one, um, opts out for free agency. And not only that, he has been named the MVP, the World Series MVP. So how are you going to be the MVP and just be like, oh, yeah, never mind. I'm just I'm I'm out. Let me just take a, let me just check up the deuces. Like I find that to be quite, kind of disrespectful, but at the same time, I understand that that's the only, you know, I guess the Nationals have only, have been the only team he's ever played for. So, so there's that, uh, there's that curiosity on the business front of, you know, who can do better. But I mean, I mean, you won a championship here, so who can do better? Not to mention also during the series, uh, Juan Soto, who is the young player out of the Dominican Republic, he turned 21. So that was something celebratory. You know, he was one, uh, he, um, he broke a lot of records being under 21 and in the World Series. So there was a lot of history made in this World Series, first World Series back in um, D.C., and over 30, 40 years we're talking about. And not only that, our, our um, GM, the um, Martinez, his name is escaping me. Um, Davey Martinez, I believe, is the GM. He was the first GM in years to be kicked out of a World Series game. So a lot of history in this World Series. And I'm super excited that I was able to see that in my lifetime because, I, again, I don't know that I'll get that from the skins. And slowly but surely, like the skins are in my heart, but I am detaching from them. Hence why I was like, hey, girl, I was like, dang, Haskins actually finally got his start, huh? <laughs> Hold on. Let's pause that for a second. Um, let's go back to these two guys. Okay. So and then then say that and then I love that. Then we transition because I want to ask you about these two guys. Okay. And, so and oh, sorry. Go ahead. All right. I was going to try to. Um, I get what you're saying though. Um, so. So not so much being a baseball fan, but being someone from the DMV, what was it like for you? I mean, and then like after the fact, how was it for you after the fact? I'm, you know, just kind of being like an onlooker and even up and all the, from the parade to um, to the White House visit. Um, it was just interesting to me just to see how many people took on 
being a fan. Um, like I said <laughs> earlier, I was excited to see. I mean, we do call it the bandwagon because that just is the fact. You know what I mean? These aren't fans that maybe the Nationals will acquire new fans, possibly. Um, but this is kind of the same energy that was felt when the Capitals were um, playing in the Stanley Cup. So it's to be expected. And like I said, the city was on fire. I mean, I loved all the videos and the um, pictures of everyone at different um, events and just the fact that they were at, um, like you said, they were here playing the world series um, at national stadium. What's crazy is that um, before this season started, this is exactly where we took pictures at. Right. Right. We sure did. (laughs) It's kind of creepy to kind of feel like "Hmm." we were literally standing on the very steps of some champions that we didn't even know. Um, So I do feel very honored in that sense. However, um, with the good sometimes does come to bad. And there was a little bit of, I wouldn't even say drama, but um, some controversy. So obviously we know that all champions in sports um, have the option to come visit the president, whomever that is, and the White House. You also have the option to decline. Um, There were a few players that did decline, one being um, Sean Doolittle. Mm-hmm. I believe he's the picture, uh, excuse me, pitcher for the Washington Nationals. Um, apparently, um, and he had a good reason. Apparently, his um, wife has two moms. And because of President Trump, excuse me, 45 views on the LGBT community, I can understand him not wanting to go to the White House and be celebrated or supported by this man. On the other hand, it was very interesting to see Kurt. I'm probably going to butcher his name, Suzuki. No, you got that right. Kurt Suzuki. Okay. And Ryan Zimmerman, um, extra zealous, I would say, about meeting Trump. I mean, it was kind of weird. I mean, to each his own. But I feel like where do you wearing a MAGA hat and giving a signed jersey? Mm, I don't know. It was kind of really bromantic. I just really wasn't expecting that. How did you feel? Um, I feel like it was staged. I feel like it was, hey, guys, let's give us some decent PR for the other side. Um, And let's use let's use the MVP. Let's use a minority. (laughs) I mean, straight up. No chaser. Pretty much. (laughs) I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much how I I felt that was going to go. I felt like. Um, I don't know Kurt Suzuki's background and let me just, while I just project and, you know, assume, um, let me just look it up briefly for a second, because if he's not a true citizen of the United States, which he's actually Canadian. Oh, he's He's Canadian. Okay. Okay. So he's from Canada. eh? That should definitely help in our, um, Oh, actually, he's from Hawaii. Oh, I'm looking at a ice hockey player. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's why reading is fundamental. He is from <laughs> Hawaii. So that in itself made me feel like, okay, you know, you have this minority status. And I know that it's probably one of those it's a dream to meet the president. It's a dream come true to be at the White House. So if so, there's that angle. Right. And then there's the angle that the Washington Nationals organization came to you and said, 
We would like you to be the one to present him with blah, blah, blah. We would like you to be the one to, how about you wear a MAGA hat or some type of PR person or marketing person came in and did that, which I honestly think is the, the stronger angle, (laughs) but yeah. I pretty much think it was just good PR, good marketing. I mean, it's the DC team, so you don't want to say no to going to the White House, right? I mean, we've already had that kind of happen. Um, no, not not so much with the Caps, but um, did the Caps go? They did. I don't understand. I still don't understand why anyone would want to go visit this land. It is only an honor. If the person is honorable, this man is not honorable. I think (laughs) there is still some excitement about the office and I can't be 110 percent honest if I wouldn't be 110 percent honest if I didn't say that I wasn't somewhat excited still about the office. Now, the person who's holding the office is absolute trash. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like them. But um, in terms of, hey, this is still the White House. This is still the presidency like that. There's something to that. And I think that if you have the opportunity, um, you probably it will probably you probably go back and forth, even with yourself, even if you were presented with the opportunity. Like, should I go? I might be able to run into some other people. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, you would, as much as you don't want to see him. Right. Right. I think you saying it stage is probably just as bad as this last season of power has been. In my opinion. I don't watch power, but I heard ghost died or something. (laughs) You don't watch power. I really don't know. Tell me that's not the truth. No, that's 110% truth. Yeah. I don't watch it. So I think I stand for all power fans. You know, the loyal ones that have been there from season one to season six, mid-season would tell you that it hasn't been as good as it, as, good as it has been. Um, this last season has given me Empire vibes all the way. Um, but I think it's a really good series that you probably would like, you know, maybe once it's all done, that way you can um, breeze straight through it. And go back to watch season one. I mean, it was a very captivating TV show because we just hadn't seen something like that. And by being on um, stars, they had a lot of flexibility to show us things that they, you know, we might not get the pleasure of being entertained by on primetime TV. So I would, I would say, give it a shot. It's no wire, you know, not live to you. It's no wire, but um, up until this season, it's, it's getting kind of, Okay, guys, like y'all need to pump the brakes. But it, it it was pretty good in my opinion. So I can't believe you never watched Power. I'm really stunned by that. Yeah. So I, all that um, Power talk online does nothing for you. The memes no, do nothing for I you. I know nothing of what you guys are talking about. All I know is that every Sunday, supposedly, or Monday morning, people come in to work blown over Power every <laughs> week. So all I can think of is why would I want to watch that? <laughs> You guys seem so stressed out on a Monday. I mean, Mondays are stressful enough. So why would I watch a so show? Imagine, that's, imagine how I feel on Monday morning when the Redskins keep losing. And then you, and gotta, then and then you watch speak. a power too. <laughs> you, no wonder. No wonder you, you could, y'all coming in grumpy. <laughs> we have it bad. And that's a really good segue into the next 
topic because um we had a conversation off air. You said you you didn't catch the game this Sunday, right? No, I didn't. But I heard Haskins started. How did that happen? Um, we ain't got no roster. We really don't have right. <laughs> we don't <laughs> have anybody else. I mean, poor Colt McCoy is just that a backup, and I don't even believe that he's a hundred percent healthy. Um, we know that Case Keenum was going through concussion protocol from the game prior. And at this point, I mean, you drafted a guy, you need to pe- play the guy, and we need to be able to, you know, play him through the growing pain, pains, especially during a season where we're clearly out of the way. I mean, it's already, we're not going anywhere. We're one and seven, one and eight. Um, at this point, I mean, I'm not a fan of tanking. I still want to see effort. But I'm kind of like, you know, it would be all right if y'all didn't win any more games. But the simple fact that, one, you would have a, you know, a better draft pick. And then, two, potentially you would have a better record. And we would need that. That would help him out. So um, his numbers were, you know, pretty good. But he didn't throw a lot. They ran the ball a lot. They kind of played it safe. Um, The greatest thing about this whole conversation is that we don't play on Sunday. Yeah, bye. The bye. I'm low-key excited about the bye. I will say this. I did catch the Ravens game. <laughs> well, bits and pieces of it. So it was definitely um, fun to see them beat New England. So Yeah, that doesn't happen often. But I, I want to say that quarterback is rocking out. Lamar Jackson. Yes, he yes. is. Not only that, it was very, which is something I haven't seen um, Tom Brady do much of, but he actually came up to Lamar Jackson after the game and complimented him and said, you know, he really likes his stuff. And I don't know who called who the goat, but I heard the word the goat exchanged, you know, and I was just thinking like, wow, that's really cool to that they're having that exchange because, you know, Tom Brady, he seems a little, um, I won't call him conceited. He's just confident because, you know, I mean, he's with well, well, well enough reason, whatever. I'm not going to give him too much praise, but, um, it's a Leo thing. He's a Leo. But, um, yeah, like for him to do that and humble himself to that level and it's almost like he's noticing that you know what my time it's almost like it's it's a a weird way of him saying my time might be coming to an end but this guy right here he's a force to be reckoned with like this is a can't beat him join him so let me just be your friend kind of thing because I can't have you whooping up on me too bad I got to learn you And we know that, um, I mean, if they continue to both play this way, we know that we'll definitely see them again in the playoffs. And I'm very excited about that, especially because there were a lot of commentators and analysts and spectators who thought that um, Lamar Jackson wouldn't succeed in this position and that there was a possibility that he really should have, um, you know, been moved over to wide receiver. So to see him shutting the haters down and playing at this elite level and, like you said, um, getting high praise from Tom Brady, who some will say, is the GOAT. I mean, to receive that high praise enough says it all, but his performance, um, A1, I, like I said before, and I'm going to stick to that, I've never been, you know, a Braden Bourne um, Ravens fan because I'm diehard Redskins fan, but I'm really pushing for um, the Ravens say, because girl, come of on over, Come on over to the other home team. You stay in Maryland <laughs> anyway. Listen, you stay in Maryland anyway. Look, I know, look, so come on over to the other home team. The beauty of it is we don't ever play 
each other. The Skins don't play the Ravens. I mean, it's like one of those, you know, preseason games. And if it does fall on the schedule, it's very rare. It's like once every, every four, four or five or years or something like that. So mm-hmm. and it's not even one of those games that even really counts towards anything for either team. So yeah, come on over, girl. You know, it, it, it feels look, it feels good to win. <laughs> I know, and I miss it. I really do. Um, my heart is really with the Redskins, but this is probably one of those seasons where, I mean, I show up on the couch to watch every Sunday. I've stupidly spent money watching them um, play a Monday night game, but I'm so uninterested in them. I've enjoyed, this is the first time in a while, if, if at all, that I've enjoyed watching other teams. So while I'm watching, um, and let me say not watching, but prepared to watch the growth of Dwayne Haskins and hoping that that will be, you know, exciting, although I know it will come with growing pains. I can't lie and say that um, I I wasn't and that I'm not excited to see these other teams because I have time now. You know what I mean? I'm not really watching this season for really anything. You know, I want to see Darius Geis. He's coming back after the bye. You know, I, I still want to see um, Terry McLaurin and then some of the other players we have just developed. We're in the rebuilding stage. So I won't say I'm going to jump <laughs> on the Ravens bandwagon. But like I said, um, I, I'm really interested in Lamar Jackson's journey. I'm really I love the underdog. I was going to say, see you, look, see you in the black. postseason. We'll see you in the postseason. <laughs> I'm rooting for everybody black. So I'll go ahead and jump on that. Uh, you stamp me, I'll jump on that. Right. We'll see. Look, especially in the postseason, because we know the skins aren't. But what one thing I wanted to ask you and what you were talking about with um, Haskins. Um, and it's funny that you say we're in a rebuilding stage, skins in a rebuilding stage, because that seems to always be the case. But uh, <laughs> um, did it seem like it was practice like this was a good start like Hmm. like the rest of the basically what I'm asking is does it look like he could use the rest of the season or the remainder of the season to prepare for next season oh of course of course which is why it makes the most sense um, from Bill Callahan, who's the interim coach um, for this season, to put him in now. Like I said, Coat is nothing more than a backup. And right now, we don't need a backup because we do have a starting quarterback. Um, he's just not unskilled, but he he hasn't played in the NFL. He needs to be able to, you know, play up to speed and get the timing and worry up, you know, fix some of the flaws that he has and strengthen some of the strengths that he already has. So by putting him in now, which is, you know, a little over midway of the season, you know, we still have to play the rest of the division. Um, we have some games coming up where, you know, we're playing some better defenses. It's going to give him some better preparation. So I'm hoping the start of next year, we won't be doing this. You know what I mean? He'll have gone through this. He'll have understood a lot more than he did the year before. So like I said, if all goes well, um, barring no injuries of him or any other teammates, because that's the other issue as well. He needs to be able to play with, you know, and, and gain the familiar, being familiar with the first string and the first team. So, yeah, I'm hoping that we end up working out the kinks during this process so that by year two, he'll be further along. We'll be in the conversation, hopefully. I'm not calling for Super Bowl. Um, but that will be better along in the process than 
because I, I really feel like his confidence is a little bit shaken and it, it has to be hard when we've already played three quarterbacks this season and we're only at week nine, week 10. So right. at some point you have to put him in there and it makes the most sense to put him in now rather than the end or putting him in at the beginning of next season when we're trying to play to win. But at the same time, you also don't want to sacrifice his entire career just throwing him in the game because, oh, we need a quarterback. Right. Yeah. But that's what they brought him here for as well, too. So it's like if this is what you drafted the guy for, the potential. So the guys that you have on the back end just aren't going to cut it. You know what I mean? However, I have heard something and I, I'm not sure. If, well, I'll go ahead and say it's likely a rumor. Um but that there's a possibility that Alex Smith may come back next year mm-hmm. if he's able to. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm not mad at that. And for the reason that, okay, so Alex Smith is not the jazziest qu- quarterback. However, we were five and two before we lost him. And we've only won one game this year. You can see the difference in, the level of knowledge and the experience, it's not a bad idea to have Haskins work with him when he's healthy. So if that's the case, um, that will really shake things up. The fact that they're going to have a new coach next year, that's going to shake things up. So to me, to answer your question, roundabout way, yes. To me, put him in now. Let all the other things happen because that's how life works. But he needs to be able, the best practice he's going to get is by playing. Agree. I actually agree to that. There's that. And you're right. I mean, do what you came here to do. (laughs) I mean, that's, I guess, how you learn the best way is just getting in the fire, um, getting thrown in the fire. And you know what? I feel like it'll be the one year that I completely denounce the Redskins. Right. And that'll be the year they win. (laughs) Because that's just that's just how life works. Well, you did it for the Washington Nationals and they won the World Series. So I'm not mad at you doing that again. <laughs> so let me just take my radar, take my eyes. Well, I already didn't watch last week's game. So just give just, up the rest of the season. Just not watch the rest of the season and then they'll probably win the rest of the games. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next year, though. Hopefully for next year. Man. Everybody's got an opinion about something. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll have some more for you next week. Uh, Sorry, not next week. Next episode. Oh, shit. Hold on. Rewind that back. Everyone has an opinion about something. I want to just say something to the haters real quick. LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers are on top of the NBA right now at 6-1. Boo. Nobody cares. Ew. LeBron James, at age 34 and year 17, has had three consecutive triple-doubles, and I'm on high. I don't need nobody killing my vibe. Boo. Nobody cares. Ew. I'm going to mess with y'all in the polls for the next two weeks until we get our next episode up and running. Please feel free to share all of your opinions, all of your thoughts, and all of your hate. Of course, I love it. We love it. And you can follow as well at opinion underscore AF. Or you can follow me directly at Miss Morgan, M-I-S-S-M-O-R-G-Y-N. And of course, my lovely co-host. You can find me at Pretty Little Danny. That's P-R-E-T-T-Y-L-I-L. Danny with two N's. We thank you for joining us on another episode of Opinionated AF. Please come back. Please listen, subscribe to your friends, rate us, all that good stuff. We love to hear from you. Because all opinions matter.